bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of adjustment. But, but answer there, my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits what a homicide and kills people up... Nah, if you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. Fresh, candid, and straight to the point. This is the best radio show in the state of Wisconsin. Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth App. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the Common Council president and the Common Council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. So here's the deal. I'm, um, yeah, we're waiting for the arrival of our guest. And so we're, we're excited to be, you know, the book guy. And um, so we're going to go from there. Um one of the things that I truly like about books is the ability to to read and learn things that you've never known before. Now, of course, you have to take into account who wrote it, what their perspective is, what their um, agenda is, which which is okay. But whether you agree or disagree, just the fact that you're expanding yourself uh, I don't remember when my parents put the love of books in me. Um, I don't, I don't remember when I was able to know about it. I was just an avid reader, probably because I was the only boy, right? You know, having older sisters and a mother is kind of, you know, <laughs> overbearing. And, and so, and I say overbearing in that all women, Right. And so to, you know, hang out with friends, it was very important to me to go and hang out with uh, friends of mine who, you know, played ball and basketball and football. I was never good at basketball, but I was always good at softball, baseball um, and football. You know, I always had the, what do you call it? The aggression to, to, uh, to uh, make do with those things. But I, but I learned it through reading, right? I learned it through the ability to go to a book and read um, 
although at an older age, I'm more drawn to nonfiction, things that are true. When I was younger, fiction was a way for me to jump in and disappear and be in another place. You know what I mean? Be in another world. And it was always great for me. It was always great for me. And so, so I always, I always thought that it was something important to know how to read. And so for me, reading was one of those things that just came natural. You know, I always enjoyed reading. I always enjoyed. I was actually talking to someone about this the other day. And they said, how did you, how are you so successful with your daughters? How were, how were you so? And I said, one of the things we did after church on Sunday is we would drive to Barnes and Noble and just let them go to the kids section and read. That's how my daughter got into those, what do you call it, Japanese anime and those Japanese books where you read them from right to left. I forget what you call those. And so she, she was able to have that translate that into engineering, translate that into computers. And now she's a computer engineer. You know, my other daughter was able to read a lot of self-help and helping people. And now she's a children and family therapist, right? The, so they were able to use books to become and see what they wanted to be. That and growing up in a predominantly middle-class black neighborhood, they were able to see doctors and lawyers and therapists and psychiatrists and medical doctors and, you know, teachers, instructors, and people with master's degrees and doctorates and on and on and on till finally they were, they were able to do to do that type of thing. And so they were able to really have an opportunity to um, see what the world really was like. And so when our, when our, when our guest comes in, we'll, we'll be able to, we'll, we'll, we'll be able to um, talk about what something like a, something like a book fest would do to, to enable you to use it to increase your imagination. And that was one of the things it did for me, you know. I guess I have to admit that I, I fantasized a lot growing up, right? And one of the things I fantasized about was being a police officer. You know, I, I fantasized about being a police officer, and now I'm retired. So there you go. So I think it worked out. And so um, this weekend on the 17th, there's going to be the 15th annual Great Midwest Book Fest. And I'm still mad about it because where, where was I the last 14 years, right? And, and so it's, it's one of those things that, that when you read about it, when you hear about it, you start to think, hmm, this, this is kind of, this is kind of like pretty, pretty, pretty cool. This is, this is kind of like pretty, I like it, you know? 
And so we have a guest in today, and I'm not going to try to say her name. I'm going to let her say the name because, because otherwise um, I'll get it wrong. Radia? No, you almost had it right. It's Radia. Radia, like Radiant. Yes, like Radiant, yes. Okay, Radia. <laughs> and is it Hubert or Hubbard? It's Hubbard. Hubbard. Mm-hmm. So Radia Hubbard is one of those people I don't like. Because she works with books all <laughs> the time. And I don't get to work with books all the time. I get to I get to read them, but you get to work with authors and you get to have for the last 15 years something that I've dreamt about doing mm-hmm. and that I've never quite gotten around to doing because I'm too busy. Mm-hmm. And that is something like a great Midwest book fest. Well, how are you? Good to have you here. I'm good. How are you? This is phenomenal. And so and so everybody knows I'm still working on my book list. 101.7 books every every black person should read, mm-hmm. right? The, the point seven is the Bible because we know nobody ever gets through it anyway. Mm-hmm. But I just thought that'd be silly to do. <laughs> but but I think, you know, as I work through, this came across. It's funny when Kyle said, hey, would you be interested? And I said, well, what is it? He said, oh, it's a so-and-so, so-and-so for the book fest. I was like, yes. <laughs> and he kind of looked at me like, well, that you said that kind of fast because usually you think about stuff. I say, yeah, but it has to do with books. Mm-hmm. Anything that has to do with books. Mm-hmm. You know, my children grew up in Barnes and Noble, you know, going through the book sections and those types of things. But yours is a little different. You have a book fair that's featuring 12 African-American authors. But before we jump into that, tell me about you. Tell me about why you do this, what organization you're with and why we're here today. Okay, so I am Radia Hubbard, and I actually run a book review site that's called UrbanReviews.com. And I started that some time ago, so Mm -hmm. I do review books. Me and there's eight of us. It's a team of eight of us that actually review books. And while I was reviewing books and going to different um, book signings and everything, Um, In different areas, I was just thinking like 15 years ago, how come we can't have something like this here in Milwaukee? Um, And it's always uh, 10 to 12 African-American authors. um, And I am the organizer of it. And what it is, is that it is a three hour book fair that is a $10 admission. And what happens is that. First, the authors, for the first uh, half hour, the authors each have five minutes to introduce themselves to the audience. And so what they'll do is in their five minutes, they can read an excerpt. They can um, just tell the audience a little bit about themselves. And after that, then we allow 10 minutes for um, question and answer, you know, a Q&A session from the attendees. And then the authors sell their own books at their own table. Um, we do have an independent uh, bookseller from Chicago, and she actually sells the books for the headline author. That is a phenomenal setup. Thank you. Because one of the things it does is it gives you access to authors that you might not see, but then those authors may go on to become, you know, multi-million dollar sellers and you got their first book right yes now Mm -hmm. i have asked a question are they autographed yes so um so the thing is is that so you buy the books from the authors a lot of them are um self-published so Mm -hmm. yes you can buy the you can buy the books directly from them and then yes they do autograph them and so when you review urban reviews online Mm -hmm. uh, 
what 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 type of books do you review? Do you review anything that comes in or are you highly picky about what you put on? Or? So it's all genres, um, mm-hmm. but we do. But I do. Um, I go ahead and I specialize in um, African-American authors. Mm-hmm. And so it's any genre. Um, wow. It's um, children. It can be children's women's fiction, uh, mystery, suspense, sci fi. Um, everything. And so basically what the review process is, is that I'll have um, if they want their book reviewed, they have to send a one chapter excerpt and I take a look at that. And then my reviewers take a look at it. And since it's eight of us and we decide if who wants to review which book. And then you just sit down and, and then now, we just read it and then review it. Mm-hmm. So do you read it as a group or do you just read it individually? Just read it individually it? and review it. OK. And so when I when, when I come to this, what should I expect? Sure. So for the event, uh, what you should expect is um, once you come in, it starts at one o'clock, but we open like maybe like at twelve forty five. Usually the author's. They're already set up. So you do have time before the program starts at one o'clock, one oh five. And so a lot of people, they go around to the author's tables if they're already set up and you can buy the books then. Um, And then after that, it starts like at one oh five. And that's where the author introductions after the author introductions and the 10 minute Q&A, then the book selling continues. Wow. And so because it's only black authors, you're you're able to really shed a light on on the works of of people that might not necessarily be seen correct yes okay have you taken this to other cities no i haven't i haven't taken it to other cities i've just focused on the um on the milwaukee area okay and so if i have children and i want children to read books what type of do do you have a a list that you suggest or or is it or do i have to submit a book to you um, are you talking to about be, like to, as far as to, review? To be reviewed, yes. Well, to to be reviewed, you would have to um, submit a book. Um, mm-hmm. Like if you're a um, if you're an author, um, because we have children's books as well that we review and young adult books, and also two of the authors that are going to be at the book fest. One does write for young adults, mm-hmm. um, teenagers, and someone else also writes. And another author, she actually writes children's books as well. So there's literally something for everyone. When we come back, I want to I want to ask you about um, the art of writing. Sure. And what that entails. If somebody says wakes up after the commercial break and says, I want to be an author. <laughs> what are some of the things you would suggest they do? You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. My guest is Radia Hubbard. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> OK, that's one right today. And um When we come back, we're going to talk more about UrbanReviewsOnline.com and the 15th annual Great Midwest Book Fest. We'll be right back. You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. My guest is Radia Hubbard. 
She is the what? What is what is your title with the Midwest owner? So I'm the well, you can say that I'm the director. (laughs) You can say that I'm the owner, executive director, because this is my brainchild, me and my um my late husband. We started this 15 Mm -hmm. years ago. So yes, you can say I'm executive director, organizer. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so and so, what? Why? Why books? Like of all the businesses that you could start. You know, what 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 is it about words and books and things of that nature? Like I'm an easy sell. I read voraciously, but why you? So I've always been a um I've always been a avid reader since I was a child. Um even in high school, I mean one of my old librarians from um high school I saw her a couple years ago. She said, yes, I remember because you used to always be in the library. So and I always read books and I used to go ahead and review books on Amazon before I even started the website. I used to read so much. Um, You know, I used to read like maybe um, probably like eight books a month. It's not that much now, but I still read a lot. And so the reason why I got interested in books is because. I went ahead and when I was doing reviews for Amazon, I saw at the time there were other um, black book reviewers that had their own websites and they that had their own team of reviewers. And I said, well, how come I can't do that? So that's why I started doing that as far as the reviewing the books. Um, you know, I would always get all these books to review. Then I would see other people having events, book events. And I said, well, hey, how come I can't have something like this here um, in Milwaukee? It's always good to um, go ahead and go. You know, there's different book events across the country and everything else. But it's always good to be able to have something annual just to have just in your city. And so why wasn't there anything? I mean, are, are books difficult in the black community or is it the reading liter- literacy issue? Or? You know, I don't think it's a literary, it's a literacy issue. I think that what it is, is that um, sometimes what happens is that when there were like author tours and stuff, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, what happens is that the publishing world doesn't really look at the Midwest like they do like down South or like um, New York, like the East coast and Mm. everything else, because they think about the concentration of African-American readers. Like for example, um, if a publisher has to, um, if a publisher thinks about, okay, where's the most concentration of black readers? um, If they pick like, for example, the Atlanta area and then compare to us, they'll say no, you know, they'll go. Yeah. So that's what it is. I think that's what it is. And I think that there are a lot of readers here. I think that there are a lot of readers here. It's just that there hasn't really been anything annual like this, like in Milwaukee, um, in Wisconsin, really. Um, So I think that there are readers here and they do want to go out here and buy books Mm. and um, meet reader and meet authors and everything. It's just there hasn't really been a place to do so. And so speaking of a place to do so, where is your event on Saturday? So my event on Saturday, it is called, it is at the Exchange Event and Creative Space. Mm -hmm. And it is on 33, it's 3334 North Holton Street in Milwaukee. So it is where... It's in a strip mall where you see um, Family Dollar. Then it's the exchange, event, and creative space. Then it's a laundromat by it. Okay. So that's where it is on Saturday. And it's from 1 to 4. 
one to four, and mm-hmm. it costs ten dollars for adults and and it's free for children. Children with an adult come yes. in for free. Yes. Hmm. So why why can't we make this bigger? Like why 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 isn't it a bigger event here in here in Milwaukee? Well, I think that we can make it bigger. Um, mm-hmm. The thing is, is that um, this is the first time that I actually was doing like promotion other than. Um, my volunteers passing out like um, flyers, postcard flyers and, and stuff and, and everything. Okay. And so this is the first year where I decided to expand, mm-hmm. you know, try to. I said, let me try to get on radio. Let me try to get on TV mm-hmm. and everything just because I didn't know that was available until I saw other people, you mm-hmm. know, doing other things like on TV, on radio yeah. and everything else. And I said, well. Let me email some people and see what I can do as far as to get the word out. So from now on, I'm going to um, try to use as much media as I can. Um, I also do like a lot of social media, but I wanted to, you know, um, reach all avenues. So I think that it can be bigger when more and more people know about it. So like doing things like this show um, would really will really help, you know, get the word out and have people and have more people come um, for years to come. What is it about words? What is it about books that, that, I mean, I have my ideas about what books can do for people, but what, what can, what can a book do for a child who has never really heard or seen or gone anywhere? So to me, um, books for a child, it can open up, um, their world to like, it can open up their mind as far as imagination. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, a book can really transport you to anywhere. Um, you know, they can you can, they can daydream, and then not only that, but you know, they can learn different things from books that they would never learn anywhere else. Um, and then with a book, you know, you can just um, you can just basically get lost in a book. Yes, you, you know. can. Yes, <laughs> you yes, can get lost can. in a book. You know, and then once you read that book, you know, they'll say, well, hey, let me read this or let me read that and everything. And you can really get lost into a book and you can just block the entire world out. And then it transports you to a different place. It's relaxing. And so I think that's what it can do. It can also help with their vocabulary as well. Um, The more you read, you know, the more words that you can add to your vocabulary, um, you know, that can lead to being better in school and in life in general. Last question. Are mm-hmm. there, are there, are there any things that, that uh, I can look at when I look at a book, for instance, what, what would you suggest I have? Does, does it change for a 15 year old versus a 19 year old versus a 25? You know what I mean? Like, right. It all, are, yeah. are they divided up in terms? I, I know you said genre, yes. but, but what about age? Yes. Okay. So some of the books, um, I know some of the children's books and some of the young adult books, mm-hmm. they do say the ages. Okay. So like sometimes, like, for instance, if it's a children's book, they'll say like age three to five or something like that. Um, if it's a teen book, sometimes they'll say like um, age 12 to 14 or something like that. So it is broken up into ages. OK. Mm-hmm. OK. And so that way adults can be can can understand and know that these books will be safe for their children that Correct. they can read them and there's nothing harmful or anything of that nature. Correct. All right. So I'm excited uh, this Saturday, if you're not doing anything, which means if you're only, it's only two things you can do. You can listen to 101.7 The Truth 
while you're at the Great Midwest, right? Yes. While you're at the Great Midwest Book Fest. So thank you for coming in. I appreciate it. I hope everybody gets there. It's $10. Yep. And you can get your tickets at um, greatmidwestbookfest.com. Um, it opens up to an Eventbrite, or if you're on Eventbrite.com, all you have to do is type in 15th Annual Great Midwest Book Fest, and it comes up. All right. $10 and all goes for a great cause. Thank you much. I appreciate it. Well, you're welcome. All right. Thank you so very much. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Traffic, weather, and sports up next. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Kind of make you want to stroll, don't it? Hey. You don't know nothing about strolling. You don't know nothing about that. 833-212-1017 is the number. Well, you might. You've probably seen it before. So, you know, I'm just saying. Although I like stepping. You know, good old-fashioned African-American fraternity and sorority. Stepping. Not this bougie, uppity, boring Strolling. Just a reflection of being lazy. 833212. I'm kidding. Oh, 17107. What's the phone number? 833212 That is the phone number. You're listening to Truth of the Afternoon. Um, Is it really a bad deal? Milwaukee educators blast the shared revenue compromise because they're given money. We need money. We need share revenue, share revenue, share revenue. We give you share revenue. Oh, it's terrible. It's terrible. It's terrible. This from CBS 58 in the massive agreement to boost state funding for local governments. Republican lawmakers, Democratic Governor Tony Evers and Milwaukee leaders all gave up some things they wanted. But Milwaukee Teachers Union said Friday they reject the deal in its entirety. To end a stalemate over whether to allow Milwaukee and Milwaukee County to pursue new and increased local sales taxes, the shared revenue agreement folded in a substantial boost in funding for public and private schools at a news conference announcing the deal. Assembly Speaker Robin Voss said the education component was what got the negotiations to the finish line. He said, sometimes the offer and the opportunity to get wins for things you believe in are so good that you have to change your mind. So if we would not have the opportunity to have this historic investment in school choice, I 
probably would have been a no. Republicans celebrated the increase in funding for private voucher schools in Milwaukee, Racine, and statewide choice programs. Currently, K-8 private choice schools get about $8,400 per student. The new bill altering school funding boosts that amount to $9,500 per student. Private high schools enrolled in the voucher program will go from receiving $9,000 to $12,000 per student. Pro-voucher group School Choice Wisconsin estimated the additional funding would allow private voucher schools to open an additional 20,000 seats statewide. Now, this is from a news story on CBS58.com. The current students are funded at about 60% of what public schools get funded. So this is going to allow for expansion, the group's president, Nicholas Kelly, said. Public K-12 schools across Wisconsin will get a total funding increase of more than a billion dollars, which adds up to about $325 increase per student. Now, the state covered 33% of district special ed costs. Currently, it reimburses only 29%. And so, Milwaukee school teacher president, and I can't see the name, Amy Mizialko, said she was blindsided by the agreement. That's always been in it. That's weird. It's always been in it. Wisconsin has a limit on the property taxes school districts can levy. The agreement increases that amount from 10000 per student to 11000 She said that 10% increase compared with 33% for private high schools felt like an insult. You're already getting more money. You literally already get $16,000 per student. They get twelve, and you're still crying? And then you just got $325 more, and you're still crying? It's ridiculous. Went on to say this is a bad deal. The governor should veto the school funding bill on its face, and there should be no celebration that some compromise was reached. This is a bad deal for public schools. And so because of a bad deal for public schools, you would prefer that the city defaults on its pension obligation and basically files bankruptcy. That is why I don't like teachers' unions. Teachers love them, support them 110%. Teachers' union, absolutely not. That's why. You use percentages. Once again, you're lying because you're using percentages. Well, I won't say lying. I retract that. You're fibbing <laughs> by, by saying the percentages when, in fact, in actual increases, you're getting $325 added to about $4,000 that you already have. And actually, that's not true because if you're only getting $9,000 per student and MPS is getting $16,000 per student, last time I did my math, that's $7,000. $7,000, and you just got a $325 increase. They went from eight to nine, and you're upset. Okay. So you would rather the city fail. File bankruptcy. People lose their pensions, their well-being. So you could say you won. So you can hold up your, you know, stick out your tongue and say, Nan, I told you so. Really? But you say you care about children.
Mizzy Uncle said she took she also took offense with a Republican reading bill that was introduced Friday. The bill is the vehicle for using $50 million, both the Evers administration and the Republicans have agreed upon for improving literacy among Wisconsin's youngest students. However, how the state will use that money is an open question. Spokesperson for Evers and Senate and Senator Dewey Strobel, Republican of Cedarburg, both said the components of the bills were still being negotiated. As it's currently written, the bill requires public and independent charter schools to give three annual reading assessments to students in K-3, the type, I'm sorry, K-3 through third grade. Um, the type of assessment will be universal and the Department of Public Instruction will choose that testing tool. Private choice schools are not included in that requirement and they should be. And that's the issue I have. You play these idiotic games with education and then you don't include choice kids. And so if you don't have to, to test them, you go, oh, well, I don't know how they're doing. They don't have a test. And it's, and it's just garbage. That is terrible. That is terrible. Starting in the fall of 2028, third graders who score in the lowest proficiency category of the reading test must be held back a year. Private choice schools are included in that requirement. Um, Ms. Yalko said a better solution would be providing enough funding to cover a dedicated reading specialist at each school. Yep, more teachers, more money. How about you just teach the kids how to read beyond third grade? Maybe fourth grade. Imagine that. Imagine that. Extra reading exposure where students get a second opportunity to read with a second teacher every single day. What are you going to do? Are you going to expand the day now? You have to. Because otherwise, the kids aren't going to get the time. This catches them up and puts them on solid footing they need. How about you teach them in the beginning? And that you teach it in fourth grade as well instead of stopping at third. And then maybe we'll actually have some kids that can actually do some things like, I don't know, reading, writing, and arithmetic. You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017. You know, the new 1017, the truth is excited to be back celebrating the 52nd annual Juneteenth celebration here in Milwaukee. Be sure you join us on Monday, June 19th, as we broadcast live from the Juneteenth celebration, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Stop by our table to play games, win truth swag, say what's up to your favorite truth teammates. 1017 The Truth Celebration of Juneteenth presented by our founding partners, American Family Insurance, Gruber Law Offices, and Associated Bank member FDIC and is sponsored by Educators Credit Union, Tayback Law, and Molson Coors. Want to also let you know that Truth in the Afternoon's biggest party well, it's not our party at Summerfest, but we're going to claim it. 
It's Milwaukee's biggest party right there on the lake, and it's coming back. Starts Thursday, June 22nd, and the award-winning 1017 The Truth has the hookup for you. So that's going to be coming up um, pretty soon. Are we doing that today? today? Like now? Like right now? Like now's your chance to win a four-pack of Summerfest tickets on Truth in the Afternoon with me, Dr. Ken Harris. Call 833-212-1017 is the number. Be calling number four to win a four-pack, right? 833-212-1017 is the number. Be caller number four for a free four-pack of Summer Fest tickets right now. 833-212-1017. I'm going to count to 10, and if I don't see anybody calling, I'm taking the tickets myself. I'm going to steal them, and I'm going to put them in my pocket, and I'm never coming back, and I'm just going to keep going. I didn't hear you. So, yep. 833-212-1017. Caller number four, and then you'll win a four-pack. Um, and Black Business Give Back is back. And so if you want to get um, your business Advertise your black business. Advertise right here on the truth. You're going to win six thousand dollars worth of free advertising. Um, we're giving it to uh, five businesses. So give us a give us a check on blackbusinessgiveback.com and make sure you go there and sign up. It's you know the, we we still have till June thirtieth to make sure. So make sure you go to sign up blackbusinessgiveback.com. All right, go check it out. You can be one of five businesses. Each quarter, four times a year, to win $6,000 worth of free marketing and advertising on the new 1017 The Truth. So make sure you check it out. Blackbusinessgiveback.com. And we're waiting on caller number four. 833-212-1017 is the number. And so before the break, I was was actually talking about... um, I was I was talking about um, how the school union is against the deal, probably because they're expanding school choice. Yeah. And we're only getting this percentage and so and so's getting. But we talked about that the other day about when you use percentages, how you can make smaller numbers look big and all sorts of things look bad. When, in fact, eh, it's really not. You're still not paying a significant amount of money to choice. You're still not paying a significant amount of money to private schools. Um, elementary gets $9,000 per pupil and high schools get, get what? 12. So I'm not really seeing how you, you don't have the student. So why would you need the money? I'm just asking. And, and I guess the union's just doing their job, right? I guess they're just doing their job. Let me write this down because you know, I'm getting at an age where, if I don't write stuff down, I'm not going to remember it. I also want to say congratulations to our winner, Vincent, on winning today's Summerfest ticket giveaway on Truth in the Afternoon. We'll be giving away another four-pack of tickets every day this week. So make sure you listen. And I'm doing it on different times. I might do it when I open my show. I might open my show and say, hey. Or I might go, uh, I forgot it's five minutes till the time that we 
end like now. And then I go, hey, here's a four-pack. So I want to say congratulations again to Vincent. He'll be having a four-pack to uh, Summerfest. And I'm jealous. But I guess I can't steal today so I'll have to wait till tomorrow. So I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But yeah, I, I, found, I found it interesting that people are now upset about this deal. Everybody was like, oh, we need the money. We need the money. But if the Common Council doesn't come through, it's not going to matter. If the Common Council is still having issues and, and we have, you know, um, many of our district representatives, aldermen and alderwomen who are not on board, we're going we're gonna to go in a hole. And so many of them are thinking, well, I'm not retired, so it's not going to affect me. But you do understand that the city has not been paying into your pension. Like, it's yours, and they haven't been paying into it. They have a pension obligation, and they've been doing other stuff. Well, if other stuff hasn't been getting done around the city, what have you been doing? And I believe it's the fact that we haven't had enough money. We haven't been able to generate enough revenue. I think one of the things we should have done is put the ballpark downtown. I think that would have opened up so much business. But we haven't. I think I think the area that where we have the ballpark is a great place for a convention center. But we don't. We we think too small and therefore we're, we're small. We've got youth ripping and running through the city, creating all sorts of havoc, and we're not making sure they have a proper education. You're worried about literacy. You're worried about literacy when we don't even, we can't even read. Right, we're worried about literacy, but you're not even teaching them to read. Like I, I don't understand what, like, what is that? Instead of paying the teachers that you have, or paying teachers more money and then adding that to, um, fourth grade to have them read even more or have a longer chance to learn how to read. You would rather just add literacy teachers, which means you have more teachers and more people paying money into the union. And then taking them out of class to learn how to read. That's just weird. That's just weird. We're teaching kids so much stuff that that the reading and the writing and the arithmetic has gone by the wayside. Unless you have something physically wrong with you, psychologically wrong with you, there's no reason why you can't learn how to read. And I have too many friends that are dyslexic and have other issues that are phenomenal readers. It takes time. Yes. It takes workarounds. Yes. But it can be done. Okay. So where are we going from this point? You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. So, I think that's all I'm going to do this week. 
I'm going to try to be nice to teachers this week. I'm going to hold down the fort because I do love public and private teachers. I think teaching is short of parenthood. Teaching is the second most important profession in the world. Because without them, none of us would have or know anything. Tori Lowe Show's coming up next. Want to say thank you to Rhea. Appreciate you. Thank you to all my guests. Make sure you check out that, that great Midwest book fest this weekend. Make sure you uh, hit Google or Eventbrite. Make sure you look it up. It's only $10, one to four. Make sure you check it out. I think you'll have a great time. I'll see you in about 22 hours. God bless. Take care. I'm out. <laughs>